0: Well, Sam Kane has had an exceptional career since his breakout year in 2010 when he made his Super Rugby debut for the Chiefs at just 18 years old, a lifetime ago, followed by his provincial debut for Bay of Plenty later that year. He made his All Blacks debut in 2012, aged 20 years old, helped the Chiefs to back-to-back Investec in Super Rugby titles in 2012 and 2013. A devastating tackler and scavenger. He's continued to take his game to new levels in recent seasons. In last year's Investic Rugby Championship victory over South Africa in Pretoria, Kane fractured his neck. It was horrific and faced months of recovery post-surgery. He made a much-anticipated return to the Chiefs this year for the last five uh, Super Rugby matches, helping the team through to the quarterfinals. Kane first captained the All Blacks against Namibia at the Rugby World Cup in 2015 and also led the side, incidentally, against Italy in 2016. He joins us on the line now. Sam Kane, a
1: very good afternoon.
2: Yeah, good afternoon, guys. How are you? Great, yeah, mate. Yeah, we're you.
1: we're good, Sam. Really good. Now, let's get first of all your lockdown, mate. Let's have a wee chat about that because for a guy that's as active and as energetic as you are, how have you been able to actually do have, have physical outlets? Are, are you have you been able to run or have you got a home gym or what, mate? Yeah, it's,
2: um, look, the first the first week was quite nice to be home. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm in a pretty good spot, to be fair. Um, just after the World Cup last year, moved into a new house uh, just in the country, just out, just out of Hamilton. Sorry, that's my dog in the background. Just out of Hamilton. <laughs> and um, so I'm surrounded by a dairy farm, which is, is quite nice for a, um, a guy who grew up in the country. And um, mm. it's been great during this time to have that. You know, it just feels like you're not quite as enclosed in. in um, having all that open space, but I do have a, a good little home gym set up in the garage. I actually brought it um, last year, uh, no, end of end of 2018 after I hurt my neck because I knew I'd have yeah. a bit of rehab and a bit of training on my own to do. So, got a little home gym and been hitting the roads for, um, for fitness. Um, so, it hasn't been too bad.
0: You can tell what sort of bloke you are, you're an understated bloke when you say when I had my I hurt my neck last year, you know, like that so like well I stubbed my toe, I hurt my neck, I cut my <laughs> little finger there. You actually broke your neck there, Sam. I mean my goodness. It just was that I would imagine it was just the scariest time, not just for you but for your partner and your mum and dad.
2: Uh yeah it was, and I'm um it was a scary time, but it was it's more scary to think how bad it could have been. Yeah. And I don't really allow myself to go there too much to think about what, what, how lucky I was and how bit, how easily I could have been um, in a much worse spot. So that was probably the the only scary thing, um, you know. Initially, did you consider out, quitting? Uh, no, nah, because no, nah, I didn't actually. Um, like, if I just went with the medical advice and and right from the outset, post surgery. Um, They said um, it went really well. Fused two vertebrae together. Um, And as long as there's no complications with the healing, then, you know, you'll be right to get back playing rugby. And there's been another couple of people who have had similar type of surgeries. Um, It was a nervous time at about the six-month mark when I went to the specialist to get a scan to whether I could get the thumbs up to go back playing. Because I think... um, There was another player years back who had something similar, and his didn't heal quite as well, and they had to go back and and have surgery again, and he's back to square yeah. one. So that was um, sort of like that D-day, sitting in the specialist's room, waiting to be told whether the scan came back, whether it's healed well, yes. um, and there's was nothing you could really do. You know, all I knew was I'd given it every chance to heal well, but yes. it was always that.
1: Small percent that it may not have, but um, yeah, all in all, it was pretty good. It yeah. was good. I'm oh, delighted to hear that, Sam. One of the things about your story, your your backstory, if you like, um, that has always appealed to me is the fact that you are not an All Black who came out of a famous rugby school. You went to school in Reparoa, and one of the stories you told me some years ago that if, if you if you could share it with us now, I'd, I'd I'd love it, is that so? Your mum and dad ran a, basically a deer farm. And your father, when you were quite a young boy, and my memory may be only thirteen or fourteen, basically said to you something along the lines of, "I'm going to teach you how to do things like fencing." Could could you fill in that story for us a bit? Because I, this is what to me it's one of my favourite All Black stories. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, like now that you bring that up, it doesn't actually uh, doesn't spring a story to mind. But um, well, what, what
1: let me refresh your mind. Basically, he said, if if you learn how to do this properly, then I'll pay you as if you were an adult. Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So um, there was a few, a few things on the farm um, we used to do. Um, not, Dad, being a deer farm, farmer, um, he brought a bit of land across the road and it was all dairy fenced. So one of the jobs was to pull down all those fences and slowly deer fence it. So... Um, I didn't necessarily get good at fencing, but I got very good at taking fences down. <laughs> and, and I'd do um, some, some big days doing that. Um, and then the other one was dad started uh, um, doing a little bit of um, contracting work. So yeah. mowing silage, um, silage bales, wrapping them. And I used to be on the wrapper. So, you know, put the silage wrap around the bales. Yep. Um, and I used to just do the ones on our home farm I wasn't very old I was probably about yeah 13 or 14 driving the tractor um, and it just took a while to get good yeah, but he said once I get to a certain stage um, then he'd, he'd pay me like he would anyone else but up until then I was just doing it for free so um, that was like a pretty cool incentive for me uh, to try and get good and, and find ways, hey, of, you know, wrapping those bales as fast as I could, and I pride myself <laughs> on not having any fall on their sides, uh, things like this. It's so, it a good great. way to make profit money. Sam, uh, can
0: you tell folks and and me and Phil, you know, when you first got named in the All Blacks, and then the, the when you when you first got your all-black jersey, you know, the, you have to go through a process, don't they, basically when they hand out the jerseys before the test match. Can you tell us, can you remember what that was like and, and that evening when you actually have that all-black jersey, the first,
2: in your hands? Um, look, for me, this will sound strange, but like that whole couple of weeks was a little bit of a, a blur for me. Um yeah. I, I, there's a few things I really I clearly remember about my first Test match because um, it was a three-match series against Ireland here at home. Um, I'd sort of, you know, <laughs> I was pretty blown away to even be named. To be honest, I didn't really think it wasn't even on my radar. Or, so, I, was, I thought I was just here to be sort of in, in the team and, and learn a bit. And then after that first week. Uh, I think it was Victor Vito picked up an injury. So in the second week, I was on the bench. There only five loose forwards and named in the, in the squad. None of them's injured so I get a spot on the bench down in Christchurch. Then uh, a couple of things I remember is almost forgetting the hucker. Yeah. <laughs> and then at halftime, um, Kieran Reid had got cussed in the first half that no one knew until he told them at halftime and they said, Sam, you're on. So I remember running out there for the second half, um, and pretty much as the ball was kicked off, just thinking to myself, wow, I'm an All Black now, because I always remembered getting named, like I said, you're not an All Black until you've played. So that moment, that kick off, in the midst of all that, I thought that to myself. Oh, that's a great
0: story man that's great Sam I'm, I'm just interested in, and I really hate it when you hear talk back hosts or personalities or whatever so called uh, always bring it back to themselves so I'm just going to bring it to myself for a moment Sam <laughs> Good on um, I, 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 I have played rugby for many years Phil knows this I played till I was uh, close to 40 and um and even I was a third-grade player and uh, very little expectation from anybody, least of all myself, about how it performed. But it's a funny thing when you're playing rugby. I don't know whether it's an alpha male thing or not, Sam, but if you go out and have a bad game, even though it was the Sumner 4A's, I remember one game playing New Brighton. It was a disaster. I missed tackles. I dropped balls. I was woeful. And the coach took me off the paddock after half time and said, you know, I think you need to step this one out. And I went home and I said to my wife, you know, it was a disaster. And she said, honey, it's third grade. Don't worry about it and my mental health suffered for weeks Sam and that was a third grade, fourth grade rugby team. When you have a shocker, not that I've ever seen you have a shocker but does that stuff play on your mind after the game? Do you take it home? Do you take it out on your dog or your partner?
2: Um, oh you know it definitely, it definitely plays on your mind. It's um, impossible not to and like, like you said I suppose um, it's just your own personal standards you know and you know you're better than that and you've um, sort of let yourself and your team down a wee bit. Um, mm. particularly hard, obviously, if we've lost as well, and something like that's happened, you don't want to have that on there. But um, I suppose, that, yeah, you, you don't want to move on straight away because it's a, a crappy feeling. But um, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you get back on the horse on um, a day or so later, and we're, we're lucky that we get to um, look to find ways to get better whereas you're probably back off to work on Monday so
1: you didn't to even get to get to of training until Tuesday. So. Um, so. Even he
0: didn't want me after the weekend nah. Sam. <laughs> Sam can I just you tell
1: done. you Yeah, I saw a side play a bit of his rugby he was a very good tackler he wasn't the most dynamic attacker in the history of the world but trust me he says he had a bad game <laughs> then that's what the worst game you've ever had in your life would not be as bad, anywhere near as bad as the bad game he would have had, mate. So it's all good. Anderson, should we do it? we shoot a few quick fire questions to finish yeah, before Sam, we run We go. We'll just we're
0: just just quick answers that come to mind. So we'll rattle off six or eight questions to you, and you just fill in the void. So uh, toughest opponent you've ever faced?
2: Oh, crikey! Probably George Smith. This based off yep. one occasion that there was an overthrown line out and we both went for the ball and yep. he'd, he just got there first and we so we both went sliding in and my knee just slid straight into his jaw. I heard it crack. I oh. thought, Oh my gosh, he just broken his jaw and um, he just bounced straight back up. not believe
1: it <laughs> <laughs> That is that is kind of scary. Okay. Quick fire question number two. If you had the chance, is there another position on the rugby field that you wouldn't mind having a crack at as well as flanker? Uh,
2: probably second five. Right. yeah, would be quite cool. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Right. Why second
2: five? Oh, like, it's still quite competitive, you know. Like you, um, you get to run with the ball a little bit more. Um, mm. Still quite a lot of tackling. Um, and I, I'd just be quite cool if I had grown up and spend a lot more time playing second five. And, um, yeah. Yeah, it'd be quite cool. You're still involved, heavily, on, yeah. you know. You can sort, of, sort yeah. of like seven. You can roam and sort of pop up anywhere to a certain extent. Yeah.
0: Right, we'll pass this on to Anton Leonard-Brown. That's good. Um, <laughs> Sam, <laughs> the, uh,
2: the loss I that think hurt hurt the most. I think I'd make it professionally as a second five. <laughs> <driver. Yeah>, fair <laughs> play. I'd, be, I'd be in that, that third grade that Simon was talking about. <laughs>
0: and what was the loss that's hurt the most in your career
2: oh that's easy Um, that was last year that um, semi-final yeah nothing nothing even comes close to it oh I mean lost a couple of um, playoff games with the Chiefs which have have hurt really badly just you put so much into it you know and you come so close but um, just with everything on the line and yeah, you know,
1: once every four years,
2: it's, yeah, yeah. without a doubt. I understand.
1: Yep. yep, no question. Uh, now, the next the next question I was thinking about was, what's the most exhausted you've ever been after a game? Oh, is there any particular game that stands out, or are you sort of a bit knackered after yeah, everyone, mate? Yeah, there is
2: mate? one, actually. There is one. Okay. Um, last year, when the Chiefs played the Crusaders in Fiji, yeah. It was my first full yeah. game back after hurting my neck. And it was
0: hot as, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, I played um, 20 minutes off the bench against the Blues, played 40 the next week against the Reds, and then it was my first game. So first full 80 and oh, like close to a year in those conditions. Yeah. And the type of game it was too. I was absolutely out on my feet. Yeah, counting yeah. like breaking the last twenty minutes down into five minute quarters. <laughs> <laughs> mentally get
0: through it. <laughs> the thing yeah. is you ne- you never looked tired. Josh Cronfeld used to come off and he'd always look wrecked like he'd be <laughs> for oh, yeah, some reason he right. just <laughs> always looked wrecked. You you never did. And the, the oh, last one from that. me No, you never did. And the last one from me, Sam, what's the funniest thing that's ever happened or you've ever witnessed on a on, on a rugby field?
2: Uh oh. I'm not sure. I'm not no, sure you I can know, ask. But, um like, I once yeah. uh, once playing a a club game a guy rolling more scored on the, the five metre line. Yeah. Some of the banter sometimes out at scrum time, like just before a scrum goes down. Is it get good an, an odd good laugh if um Brody and I used to often um to throw a bit of banter across to someone in the opposition, you know, we sort of feed off each other so
1: that's one,
2: good, though. I can imagine. Good. Okay. Last question
1: from me. I'm all for it as long as
2: it's liquid, you know.
1: Yeah, definitely. yeah, yep. Last question for me, mate. When you're a young bloke in the all blacks, was there ever a roommate that when you saw the list go up who you were going to be rooming with made you think, Oh man, I feel a bit nervous about this?
2: Yeah, that was the, the
0: Frank's boys, both of them. <laughs> Owen and Ben Franks. Um, why why did they
1: why did they make why did to they spook <laughs> you? Um
2: well, like you're twenty, 21 years old. Um, they're not. They're not interested in, in small chat, and um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and yeah. they're both are both very early risers because they like to get an early breakfast and say at around six, just after six am, and then right. they'll have another bite to eat before like the first the meeting. First thing's normally at like eight thirty, and always yeah. again. So they like to have another f- feed then, just get more. More calories on board, I suppose. So, yes. when, you, when you've got your roommate like getting up about an hour or so before you, and maybe getting the NutriBullet started or making a protein shake, yeah, that's brilliant. And I, I said it was the last question,
0: but I'm actually keen to know too, Sam. Just before we go, who's the biggest show pony in the current All Blacks squad?
2: Um,
1: a <laughs> show pony. Hmm.
2: Well, Rico likes... It's in the
1: privacy of the radio. Of course, scored as
2: score a good try. Um, Who was that? We score, Rico likes beating his chest when he scores a good try. But he, <laughs> yeah, be fair, he scores some pretty incredible tries. So I wouldn't yeah. really know what that feels like. And um, No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. No, that's a yeah, good no, answer. No Fair no, play. Well,
0: yeah. Sam, we've really enjoyed talking to you. You know, you just sound like one of life's good guys so thank you very much for your time mate all the very best for your future you deserve every success you get and uh, thank you for your time thanks a million sam take care buddy thanks for having me on guys cheers